0: Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be part of the Sparkfile coaching community? Here's how the Sparkfile community describes it.
1: The most honest, safe, life-affirming, and life- changing experience I've had in all my 55 years. The best. I'm incredibly grateful to Laura and Susan for teaching me the tools and structures that I need to get past the fear and to just do it anyway. The
0: Spark File is a portal to your creative powers and believing in yourself. This group is
1: spiritually, emotionally, mentally supportive, creative.
0: Amazing, encouraging.
1: Life-shifting and liberating uber talented, warm, thoughtful, lovely, wonderful people.
0: I need a group like this to give me the kick in the ass that I need to start making
1: the things that I want to make and do. This big, beautiful, creative trampoline that just like catches you gently and just launches you out with so much love.
0: If you want to learn more about The Spark File Creativity Coaching, including our six-month Blaze course, visit thesparkfile.com slash blaze and schedule a no-pressure, no-obligation call to find out what is possible and how we can support you. It's time to take it and make it.
1: The Sparkfile podcast may contain profanity and other adult content. Please use your discretion. When I bump into something that inspires me, I dump it in my spark. File. spark file. could be something that I want to make or how I want to be. I pump it in my spark. File. spark file. I jump into my spark.
0: Welcome to the Spark File, where we believe that everyone is creative, but smack creative people don't go it alone. (laughs) I'm a Kennedy.
1: And I'm Laura Camion,
0: and I'm Susan Blackwell, and we are creativity coaches who help people fear less, create more,
1: and bring their creative visions to life. If you are an OG member of the Sparkfile community, hey, welcome back, Sparkler! Pew pew pew! If you're joining us for the first time, welcome, friend. Know that just by listening to this podcast, you are joining a warm and wonderful clan of creatives. But hold the phone—you may be asking yourself, what exactly is a Sparkfile? A Sparkfile is a place Place where you consistently collect all of your inspirations and all of your fascinations.
0: If you're like us and you're making stuff all the time, or you want to be making stuff all the time, you know, if you're not
1: careful, your campfire of creativity can flicker out. But don't despair. We're collecting kindling in the form of fresh ideas, images, and inspiration that spark creativity and pique curiosity to light a fire under our collective asses to make things like this podcast, or a
0: series of courses designed to support people as they clarify their creative vision and bring that bad
1: boy to life, or a soon to be delivered keynote address that shares the essence of your creative ethos.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Every episode, we're going to reach into our spark files and exchange some sparks. And from time to time, we're going to talk to some folks who spark us, too. You know what that means, friends? That means we have more sparks than we can possibly use in this lifetime. True, Susan. True. So if something lights you up, we encourage you to take that thing and make something out of it.
0: Without further ado, let's open up the spark file. The
1: spark file. Um, (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Laura Camion Susie Blackwell Guess what I day see. it is
1: Laura Camion Well I can tell you it's the day we record the final episode of season 3 of the Spark File podcast what, what,
0: what, what?
1: That's what day it is
0: It's the season 3 finale recording day baby So not only is it podcast recording day which you know I love but it's also Season three, three seasons. Laura,
1: Camion. it's so exciting, and I just think back to when we started this. It was pre-pandemic. Yep, and we kept this going, at, or shall I say, this kept us going. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> might right. Be, might be more more accurate. It kept us going. That's right. Having this little creative baby to focus on, mm-hmm. we used to record live together. All the time, maker soads. Make your soads is like arranging a quiet place in the city. First of all, good luck. Oh my gosh! And with you know, busy people's schedules, busy yeah. lives, yeah. and professional people doing their things, trying to arrange for that in a quiet space, make that recording happen. That was that was some some running around. That's how we used to do this, and then that pandemic normalized. Things like ZenCaster, where you can get on video. And Not a sponsor. Wish they were. Wish they were. But we c- could still see like the beautiful faces of our guests, but be seated. At our own desks at home.
0: Yeah. A beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the technology that has allowed us to continue making this podcast for three seasons through a pandemic. Oh, I liked that little jingle, series. Did you? I feel like it sounds like most of the jingles I sing. I feel feel like it just sang (laughs) the same three tunes, but just put different words. (laughs) <laughs> and you might know that if you've been listening to this podcast for three
1: seasons. Well, I still like it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I'd love to talk a little bit about the past. I'd love to reflect. I'd love to talk a little bit about the future. Are you game? Hey, I'm here for it. Yeah. Are you into it? I'm totally it? here for
1: that. I like reflection. Do you want to look back first? Let's
0: reflect. Yeah. Let's reflect. Where to begin?
1: <laughs> well, I feel like we just did some of it three seasons of this podcast. Yeah. This last season was pretty much last fall to now, Mm -hmm. right? November, Uh November to April. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be back again. Not to worry. Don't worry. Don't want to cause any anxiety. We'll be right back. Mm -mm. Yeah, but we did some good stuff. Do you want to talk about, like, what about your favorites? Do you want to focus on a favorite? I love this game. I think this is how we should
0: play this game. I I don't remember what we did last time we concluded a season, but maybe this is what
1: we'll do this time. I don't think anyone else remembers either. I don't think so.
0: How about I share a spark that you did that I love and vice versa. And then maybe we can each share a spark that that we did. So I'll share a Susan spark that I really enjoyed doing and vice versa.
1: I like it. Do you like it? This is
0: great reflection. Yeah. I love this game. Okay. I'm going to start by sharing a spark that you did (laughs) that I loved and that has really... Stayed with me, and I'm going to praise you, and you just have to take it.
1: Oh, I like this game too. You ready? Tell me great things about me.
0: Okay. Here's a great thing about you. You did a spark on creative
1: resistance. Oh. Remember that spark? I do. I liked that spark. AKA the monster at the end
0: of this episode where you used, which the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is a genius metaphor for creative resistance, the children's book, the monster at the end of this book featuring our furry beloved Grover. And you sparked the hell out of that spark. And it's such a powerful for creatives. Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art, and just that resistance that can, the more important something is to us, the higher the stakes, the more resistance can be attached to it. And I feel like you described it either in the podcast or you subsequently made curriculum out of it for the Spark File creativity coaching courses. That was fun. Ah, oh, beautiful. So this is a double scoop. But I feel like in one of those places, and I can't remember where it was exactly, but you talked, I believe, about how if our creativity or our creative project that we're interested in doing is a tree, that shadow is the resistance. And the bigger the tree, the bigger the swing you want to take, the bigger the creative project, the bigger and longer that shadow can be. And I just I think of it whenever resistance rises up for me in small, medium, or large ways. And I just felt like that episode of the podcast, I feel like it resonated with me, but I feel like it resonated with a lot of other people as well. So that was a real, that was a real fave for me.
1: Thank you, Sue. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. That was um, a lot of fun to do. Um, kind of shocked me in doing some of the research that, that Stephen Pressfield, I mean, he totally gets credit for kind of coining the term creative resistance, which I was aware of and had read all of his books years ago, but didn't realize that truly no one else has kind of touched the subject. They were just like, well, Stephen Pressfield covered that until... Strangely, this intersected with something I had done a spark with seasons ago, which was the book My Friend Fear. Right. So for me, I was like, oh, there are some people writing about a different option. You don't have to see resistance as your mortal enemy. Yeah. To be fought to the death. Yeah. But you could choose to see it as a friend that's there to kind of light the path and show you like how important this is.
0: What's important to you mm-hmm. and also a friend who's just trying to keep you safe. That is correct. Well-intentioned, but and sometimes it's sort of like, babe, you need to sit down. I got this. (laughs) Um, You talked about something, I think, in that episode, and then you brought it to life in the Spark File Creativity Coaching, which is writing a letter to our resistance. Mm. And I actually did it. I actually did what you proposed, and it's a powerful exercise because it really helps you articulate... How resistance can show up and live for you, and then you can tell it to fuck straight off, or you can just so compassionately be like, "Come on, little resistance, you can you can sit on my shoulder. I'm gonna get this done. You can sit and watch me do it if you want. But you can be right here if you yeah, want. Yeah, and uh, and all different shades in between. So I I love that podcast and the subsequent um, curriculum you generated out of it. So that was a real favorite.
1: Thank you. That was super fun. I would like to say that you have had uh, many, many great episodes during this season. Well, thank you, Laura Kevin. It makes it a bit difficult to decide, but I think I'm going to go. Mine might be a double scoop as well, because Mm. I think I'm going to go with one of my favorites that you shared this season is a recent one. Dead eyes. Oh, dead eyes! It's about the Dead Eyes podcast, and I think one of the many reasons that I love it and why it's a double scoop is that you also have developed this curriculum along with Thomas Schulteis called "Let Me Try That Again." Yeah, and if you haven't taken one of our workshops or been present when Susan has delivered this curriculum. It really is a beautiful opportunity to take one of those moments of perceived failure in our life and rewrite the ending to that story, to offer ourselves some forgiveness and and to know that, as John Lennon has, has said, and we have shared, I'm sure, before, everything is okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Right. So your curriculum around that concept allows us to kind of extend the story. It's not over yet. We can rewrite that ending and then we can complete it and put it to bed. And, The beauty of this Dead Eyes podcast that you shared with us is like, it's such a beautiful example of someone who took this thing from 15, 20 years ago. This painful, like, flaming curveball that came at them when they were just
0: like, oh my God, it's so painful during an audition process.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah. So painful. And... Although they have obviously gone on with their lives, they have lived full and wonderful lives, that thing had been stuck in their mind, maybe possibly blocking the flow of some of their creativity. Mm-hmm. And so what they decided to do was take it, it what we call putting the pain in the, in the light, take that pain point, put it right in the spotlight and say, all right, what do we need to do with this? And he created a whole podcast out of this moment that had been so painful for him. And it's now, I think there's going to be a season four. I mean, it's just brilliant. Yeah. I love that
0: one too. I love what Connor Ratliff did. Did with this feedback that made its way back to him from Tom Hanks to a casting director to an agent and back to him. This young actor was given the feedback that he was going to be fired from this job that he was so excited to have on Band of Brothers because he had dead eyes. And how something like that, can stick with you. We were actually talking with a client <laughs> who listened to the podcast and said, "I've got to tell you. I was in a casting situation. All I wanted was this role. All I wanted was this part. And the casting director said to their face, your teeth are too big. They're not proportionate with the rest of your face. And that's why you can't." And they this client said, "I have thought about that at least once a month for a couple decades now. And it's just amazing how those, it's almost like, well, it's not almost like, I think it is just like these small, medium and large size creative wounds. And if we don't process through them in whether it's a, let me try that again, exercise, or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, three episodes of the Dead Eyes podcast, like if we don't process through them, they will continue to not just persist, but in form us, Connor Ratliff, he stopped acting for years and years and years, twelve or thirteen years, worked in a bookstore, and then kind of got back on that path and is now doing just great.
1: Doing just great. Yeah. yeah. But
0: I think it's wonderful that he could take what was a wound that became scars and then make something wildly, wildly creative out of it. So <laughs>
1: So awesome. I
0: love, 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 loved. I love preparing for that spark. I loved writing that spark. I love sharing that spark. I love, <laughs> I love that spark. And I'm so thankful to Connor Ratliff for t- serving it up. Serve up them sparks.
1: Oh, I loved it too. You did a beautiful job with that. Thank you. Do
0: you want to share one of your favorite sparks that you did? Oh, a favorite
1: that I did. Yeah. Um... I do, Suze. I do. And I'm going to say one of the favorites that I did was, it's really inexplicable, but the art of the con. Yeah. The art of the con was really fun. And maybe that's because my quote unquote research for that spark (laughs) involved watching a lot of netflix yes watching the tinder swindler watching the the inventing anna and kind of getting immersed in this cultural moment we're having where we're like fascinated with cons but it was fun to really learn about why cons you know when when cons become really prolific and why and oftentimes it is in times of uncertainty um, cultural and economic uncertainty and political uncertainty. And we're certainly in the midst of those times and have been for a while now. So it, it helps me to really make sense of like, I'm not imagining that there's more of this stuff going on right now, but that's been true throughout history. When, when times have been tough, we can count on the confidence game to show up and, and for people to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, that was a super, super fun spark. And we ended up ta- like that we finished recording the episode. I feel like that was one <laughs> of those episodes where we finished recording it. And then we talked for another <laughs> hour afterwards we stayed on the line and just kept I talking just and talking about chatting. it and then I hung up with you and then went out into my life and could not stop talking about that <laughs> goddamn spark it was so delicious uh, it was a good one
1: super fun what about you do you have one that you did that you particularly like this sounds like the douchebaggiest thing
0: to say but it's <laughs> like I loved so many of the sparks that I did this season no that's good that's really good I know that we did less maker soats this season, but I love like I love talking to Lynn Cox. That was just like a dream come oh, true. Oh my god. I yes. loved uh this isn't my choice. These are my runners up. I loved the <laughs> Florida Highwayman Spark. It had been in I my Spark too. file for a long time, and I loved yeah. uh learning more about what those folks did and what they made. And I was very inspired as a painter and an entrepreneur. Like, I just love that one. I loved the one about Martha Wash
1: yes. and how people had just continued to use her voice. That was amazing. And what we all owe Martha Wash uh-huh. for making a difference, taking them to court. She took yeah. her
0: voice mm-hmm. back and set precedent that you know protects a lot of artists. I, so I love that. But I think the one... I love the one about creatives and money, and I really look forward to creating curriculum around it because I am a real champion of creatives really processing and coming to terms with their relationship to money. Mm -hmm. Yes, capitalism is an incredibly flawed system that we live within, and I'm like, okay, so this is where we're at, and how can we still, even if you feel that way, face like your relationship to money and improve it? But I have to say, maybe the thing that was the most useful to me as a human being Mm -hmm. was the spark that I did on wintering. Um, So Wintering is that book by Catherine May, where she talks about the power of rest and retreat. And that book and that spark, really living with that book and preparing it and sharing the spark of it, I think was really healing. And I don't think feel like I'm in a wintering place anymore. Even at the end of like a big podcast season and even with like, we're sort of concluding some of the courses and we'll take a little break and then we'll gear back up again. Mm -hmm. I feel differently. And I think a lot of it has to do, some of it has to do with some of the changes that we've made, just working a little bit smarter, not harder Mm -hmm. with our schedule, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But also there was something just about the permission that Catherine May provides in that book to be like, sometimes I need to winter and sometimes I need to return to essential things. And some of the things I talked about on that episode of the podcast, like I just want to like cozy up on the couch and like read ghost stories. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I did those things and it was super fun. And now I don't think it always has to align with the seasons like Catherine says in her book. You right. can be wintering when it is 90 degrees out and the sun is beating down. That's right. But there's something about giving myself permission to be where I was at and then now emerging into a spring season, literally and figuratively, yeah. that I just feel great and excited and optimistic and you know, there will always be things that we're working through, but I, I feel good.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that a, and I'm thankful that you shared that with all of us. Cause I feel like you then passed on that permission to me for sure. And I know we've talked to many clients that, that have felt a difference from this um, concept as well. And it does have to do with like the permission to take the time that you need Just giving yourself that permission can shorten the time that you need, if that makes sense. Because Oh my God, Laura. Right? You're not spending any of it battling against it. Yeah. We'll often talk about those those times where you're like, well, you know, how how was last night? Do you have the night off? Yes. I neither did anything I wanted to, and I did not relax. And so trying to find ways to not use our time that way. Yeah. To allow ourselves to be present to what we're feeling fully yeah there's that, and there's also
0: boundaries that I set. I did a real study of boundaries and what they mean, and defining them internally for myself. It's an internal game. It's such an inside job, setting them and um and then like really being in integrity about abiding by them. Mm-hmm. So there was that, and also, I let go of some work life choices that I just feel Mm -hmm. it it just gives me a lighter feeling and that feels
1: good yeah I feel great as well this has really been thus far and it is but April right now and it feels like it has been a year of growth already and expansion in in the biggest sense of it like in the heart sense of expansion and I'm very very excited for the future.
0: I will say Laura, I have seen this is a total tangent, but please enjoy it. I have seen and let's take a moment to celebrate this. I have seen how there's some like internal work that you have been doing and I have seen a change within you. Thank
1: you. I've seen this
0: change where you can articulate when like when your thoughts are trying to pull you into that Jill Bolte Taylor character to part of the brain circuitry that wants to be, um, scared or wants to, you know, that sort of Mm -hmm. like little, little sweet baby bitey. What do you call your character too? I can't remember. Sometimes I had the twister. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Twister. And I've seen how you now can recognize it and like steer right out of it. It's fun. It's fun to know somebody so long (laughs) <laughs> I mean, decades long, where you can see <laughs> them grow. And I remember—I haven't heard this a lot lately, but when I was younger, I remember hearing a lot people say, "People don't change. Oh, people don't change." Yeah. And I was like, "Really?" Because I feel like I'm changing all the goddamn time. That's right. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that says more about the person who's saying it than than yeah. people." <laughs> but <laughs>
1: Put I not it?
0: But it's fun to see somebody that I've known and loved for so long, like doing continuing to do that work and and making those good changes
1: you and i have both always been people who are i think doing the inner work in different ways so it could be therapists you know it could be therapy it could be through our creativity yeah and this past year uh, one i have a great therapist but two do you think your therapist listens to this podcast uh, i don't know if she does but i will i always tell her when i talk about her i'll tell her again When we meet on Mondays, Mondays, everybody, (laughs) therapy. But I also began EFT tapping, emotional freedom tapping with Jenny Clift, who we have had on this podcast. And that has been extraordinary. But also, in addition to all of that, Suze, a a lot of it has been this, the Sparkfile work that we are doing, because in the past year, I stepped away from full-time work on anything else besides the spark file. Yeah. And one of the things that people talk about is how having a life that is so busy, 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 crisis, 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 and a job that requires that from you. It actually is a way to avoid doing some of the emotional work that you need to do because there's never time for it. Yeah. And so it was one of those things, like it was a change I knew I needed to make, but life circumstances, obviously, but getting the privilege of, and it truly is a privilege to get to like build a business with you and step away from that lifestyle. Like I feel like I'll be changing and growing for quite some time, simply from that, seismic shift in my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, That makes sense to me. And I feel that. Yeah. I feel that
1: uh, in myself, in my own
0: experience. I love that.
1: Uh, So what else do you want to reflect on? um, What about our courses and the curriculum that we've done? Do you have like a fave? Do you want me to say a fave? You say a fave. I've got one. I got one. Okay. Well, I already mentioned the so let me try that again curriculum that you have that I, I just think about it all the time. I think about it anytime, like a little painful moment comes up for me yeah. from a show that I did or a review that I read or a yeah. uh, comment someone made offhand. And I think about how useful that curriculum is. I, I just can't even tell you it's life-changing. I, not
0: to be like a weirdo because Thomas Schulteis and I made it, so it's weird to speak this way about something you've made, but I love that curriculum. I love it and I use it in my own life all the time. And sometimes when we teach it, I'm sort of like... I don't know how to t- impress upon people. I'm just like, for real, if you actually do this, if the minute like this, you're like, oh, flaming curveball, like the minute you can be like, okay, I'm going to take a breath and then I'm going to start initiating the sequence, the let me try that again sequence. Mm-hmm. It has helped me to. So much more quickly, like just take the thing, feel the feel, feel all the fucking feelings around it, like feel the pain of it, <laughs> feel the anger, feel the suffering, like feel all of it, and then meta- quickly metabolize it into okay, how am I going to extend this story and rewrite the ending? It really, if you rock it, sometimes it takes multiple passes, but if you rock it, I'm telling you, I it works. So I stand by your pick yeah I appreciate that. um can <laughs> I see your pick? Can I say a pick? yeah, Laura camion yeah Laura Marie <laughs> Francis Lynn Camion, not my name, but I'll take it. You crafted and delivered curriculum on essentially art versus commerce or art and commerce being beautiful intertwined friends and Laura camion <laughs> I loved it for so many reasons. I loved it because I think it can be of great use to creatives as mm. they share their light. Mm-hmm. I loved it because it was a real opportunity for people like you have said and we have said, and we talk about like your bona fides and how you know you've spent decades of your life like starting as an intern and all the way up to the what was your title? VP of Communications. VP of Communications for uh, Blue Man Group globally, and it's, it's we we talk about it, but you know it could go by pretty quickly in an introduction. But it was just an opportunity for you to, in a way that may have make your cheeks hot, because it might feel like bragging, but it's just straight up motherfucking facts. Like you <laughs> basically like told the story of that arc of your experience sharing the light with Blue Man Group and how you developed, you you sort of took what was in the the air there and d- distilled it into marketing philosophies. And then talked with our clients about how they can distill their own marketing philosophies, but also kind of this central idea emerged around for so many people, the idea of self-promotion, so many artists, the idea of self-promotion and marketing and whether that's social media or... Whatever it is, press releases, interviews, it can feel, or even just when somebody says, What are you working on now? responding mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. can just make you want to crawl inside your own butt. Like it mm-hmm. gives you that, like, ugh, that sort of blurgle shutdown feeling. And what I was left with, sorry, I'm so sparked by this, Laura. I was so crazy sparked by that. You're like, Say more great things yeah, about me. How great was I? Where I, by the t- end of the session, I was like, Oh my God, this, sharing the light as an artist, this like getting your work out there and talking about it and marketing it and advertising it and publicizing it can be a real act of creativity and of love. Because I've got my own hangups about all that stuff and I just sat back and first of all, I just was beaming because I was just like, that's my partner and you're so (laughs) smart and you have so many years of experience and just like a depth of knowledge that you're drawing from. And you have, I'm sure there's been trial and error. Like you have arrived at these ideas from decades of experience. And so to hear you just serve it up on a silver platter and help people draw corollaries about how this can live in their creativity. You don't have to be like a global creative phenomenon. You can be somebody who is like, i am making a one-woman show I-, I am doing work with my dunkin donuts franchise and i want to share the light of it in a in a way that is filled with creativity and love and authenticity and integrity and I just thought that you knocked it out of the park and scratched the surface of your knowledge about that. So I was crazy proud of you. I thought the curriculum was excellente. Thank you. And
1: so that is my pick. Thank you, Suze. I have to say that um, it was super fun to do. It was super fun to share all of that. My hot cheeks, I will tell you. Hot cheeks. My cheeks were hot because I was realizing like I am not a person who likes to... um, talk about my achievements. I feel like I was raised very, very, very much under the the work will speak for itself. Uh-huh. The work speaks for itself. And so I don't lack confidence. I, I actually move through the world knowing that people who know me and know my work know that it's quality. But the world has also changed. And it feels like now, if we let our work speak for itself, it does But it might be a whisper. It might need you to just put a microphone in front of its little face. That is correct. We need to be the microphone. Its little creative mouth. (laughs) A megaphone. Because there's just so much noise out there. Yeah. So everyone can be forgiven for not noticing that your work is speaking for itself because there's so much distraction. You've got to give your work a fighting chance to be heard and seen by others. So... That's one thing I realized, like, yeah, that's me adjusting to, okay, all right, maybe I do need to say these things out loud. And the other thing um, today, when we were talking about this, this idea that so many people have a fantasy that they will get their work up and out and get to a level of success where they can then pass off all the marketing, the promotions of it to someone else. Right. And that marketing and PR night in shining armor is not coming. I don't know of anyone who can actually stop concerning themselves with it because no one's ever going to care about your work as much as you do. Or be able to potentially articulate it as well as you can. That is correct. So we can have help and we can have support. We can have a huge team of people helping us, but we still want to stay in the driver's seat and be the person who's making the ultimate decisions in terms of what we're conveying to the world. And it can be wildly creative and full of love and full of authenticity. That idea that marketing and promotions can and should be an extension of your creativity, not something separate from and different from your creativity.
0: Yes, and I know that one of the feelings that it can bring up for people is that ugh, it gives me that slimy feeling That's like right. I need to take a shower and I'm sort of like, what if you did it with enormous integrity? That is correct. What if you whatever you you're trying to connect what you have to offer, whatever it is, whether it's a course, a show, whatever it is that you're trying to bring it to the audience that wants it and needs it.
1: Yes. And you can, you can absolutely promote your show with your personal integrity intact. Absolutely. Your personal values intact. Those values can guide you. So yeah, this is, I I love talking about it because I really truly believe it's possible. I don't know any other way, honestly, Yeah. because of the work at Blue Man. I don't know of, and can't speak to this this idea of like, I'll just pass that off, and some marketing person somewhere will create an ad and post it
0: well, i've seen I've seen it at work in Blue Man Group when title of the show was off and on Broadway. and now with the Spark file. And I feel so lucky to I just feel so lucky to be your partner
1: Aww. because you've
0: got mad wisdom about that stuff. and, I feel super stoked that we have you. As a resource for our clients, because I was just like watching those faces today. And I was like, this is so useful because a lot of us do have not only hangups about it, but also it requires real tools and skills that we don't just emerge from the womb knowing. So to have somebody like you who has that expertise and can just say, yeah, no, it, here's the steps that you need to take. Laura, I freaking loved it. I was crazy Thanks, proud of you. And I just you. I just thought it was beautiful. And I think there's so much more. I was like part two and part three, like there's so much more to talk yeah, about.
1: We just we just yeah. uh scratched the surface there, but I'm yeah. so happy that you and so good. It. And speaking
0: of like highlights, course and curriculum highlights, friends, we have made some super duper exciting additions to our course roster this year. This is something Laura and I have been like dreaming about and cre- like really putting on our creativity pants yeah. and like figuring out all of these pieces and what would be of m- the most use to address the needs of
1: clients and potential clients so we've talked to so many people at this point many who have become clients others who have not yet become clients because we did not offer at that time what it is you know they needed but in these conversations we've learned so much about how we can actually serve yeah and what's needed yeah and so can i say can i say one of the things that we added say it So we added this year what we call Ignite, which is an eight-session creativity jumpstart. This program is really for people who are craving an immediate infusion of creativity in their life and an opportunity to reconnect with their creativity right away. And it is straight up an infusion of creativity. We've had one Ignite course already. We'll have another later in the year. This group of incredible people, all, we should say all of our programs are curated. So when we say select group, that now applies actually to all of our programs because yeah, that's true. we're trying very much to curate a group of people who are kind and generous and talented and open hearted and vulnerable. So this group of people oh, was no disappointment. They were fucking phenomenal. And in just eight weeks or eight sessions, they, wrote drafts of plays, one person shows, albums were completed, TV pilots are started, career paths were envisioned, memoirs were started or advanced, you name it. Igniters were really making it happen. And we're so, so proud. We're proud of that group. Oh, that group. And we're proud of of what they accomplished. And frankly, we're really proud that we were able to deliver a program that really did light a fire under them. I do feel proud of that. And just restoring people's faith in humanity.
0: When we were talking with people after it was over, I I just was like, I think that the content was good for just turbo boosting people's creativity. But I was also like, I think we've also restored your faith in humanity a little bit, which was was very (laughs) gratifying.
1: Well, that is true because we did have several members say, to be honest, I thought I was someone who did not like people. I didn't like other people, but then I realized I just didn't like the people I was around. I'd love these people. So that was really joyful when you, when you bring together a group of great people and they can recognize, you know, game sees game. Yeah. They're all like, wow, I'm among great people. Yeah. So yeah, that we're really, really proud of that. We'll, we'll have another Ignite session, um, again, later in the year, but love it.
0: Another thing that we are gearing up to add uh, is a new program in the fall. Can I take this one, Laura Kamian? Yeah. Oh, please do. Share, share, share. It is called Illume. Illume is, it's a mastermind. It is a brain trust of high functioning, experienced makers that are going to be working across several disciplines. These Illumineers I guess is what it's better than Illuminati. I guess so. These Illumineers have they've processed through a lot of the fears and challenges that we all experience around creativity and they've demonstrated an ability to complete creative projects and they possess a very strong, clear creative vision for what they want to make next. And we are going to support these artists as they tackle big projects and work with them to effectively share their creativity on a larger scale, or as we say around the Spark File, we're going to support these creatives as they share the light of their work with the world. Mm-hmm. And that is already shaping up to be...
1: We're, yeah, we're opening up. We'll probably be announcing that very soon if we haven't already by the time this... I think this- we just announced it on this podcast. Oh, we're announcing it now. Hey. hey! I mean, we'll be opening up for enrollment. We're enrolling now, is what I'll say there. We're enrolling now for that program. And it's a year long. So it is it is truly an investment in getting that work completed yeah. and out into the world. Yeah. And then of course. Of course, we have our the cornerstone, the cornerstone, the select group, which we are now calling what, Suze, Blaze, 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 like a blazing
0: star. This is a sticker that we have on our desk from our wonderful client Jenny Steingart. She oh. made us, she made these stickers and sent them to us, and it's from. Which one of the Stoics said this? It's, it's Marcus Aurelius. Oh, it's Marcus Aurelius. Look how Laura just pulled that out of her butt. <laughs> Super classy. <laughs> a blazing fire makes flame and brightness out of everything that is thrown into it, and that is true of these blazers. Uh, I think during our transition time, because this is a new a new branding, a new name. We'll call it the Select Group Colon Blaze, blaze. and this is our six month creative adventure where we support people as they really hone in on their creative vision and take prolonged regular creative action. You know, Laura, I was thinking it's a bit like training for a marathon. It is. Because on a regular basis, these blazers are taking big creative swings. They're normalizing that cadence of creative output and normalizing creative risk. And all along the way, we're providing accountability and a little bit of good pressure and giving people the tools to process some of those tough, like creative vampires and negative repetitive thoughts that so many creatives struggle with. And I have to say, I just (laughs) want to take a second (laughs) to say these select group colon blazers absolutely killed it. This round.
1: I've been Killed like floored, it. like jaw on the ground, floored, floored by what people have gotten done. It's been it's really been amazing. amazing. Like
0: ideas that people have been sitting with, those what if ideas, like, I, you know,
1: what if what I if could I write this? that musical, like sitting with for... 10 years. For years. We, we, like, cabarets that not only have been written, but now performed live here in New York City. Yeah. Concerts. Concerts.
0: Social media strategies. There have Mm -hmm. been people who have, like, like, gotten very creative, very creative with the way they share that social media light songwriting, photography projects, amazing business plans. One person shows. Yes. Coming to a festival near you.
1: The analogy that you made to like training for a marathon, like the reason I got so excited is because let's not forget Bob Camion, long distance coach, long distance track coach and cross country coach. And so when I talk to him about what I do, you know, he's, he's very, he's all into athletics, but he being the wonderful dad that he is, he'll, he'll ask ask me, he's like, well, I, I want to ask you like what you do. I don't know what questions to ask. Can you help me out a little bit? And I'll be like, yeah, dad, it makes sense. But what we do is not that different from what you do, because you would never just send someone out and say, hey, you're going to run that marathon this weekend. Good luck to you. You got this. You would have them train slowly over time. You would have them normalize what it feels like in your body to get to a complete, you know, the complete exhaustion. Yeah. Rebuild those muscles. Yeah. Run a little bit more the next week. Run a little bit more. And so, like, it has actually been a common language for us to talk about what we do. It's been really fun. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really, really cool. I love it.
0: I feel super proud about the very conscious ways that we have been crafting and delivering these programs i just want i know that because we're wrapping up season three i do think it's important to reflect and to celebrate Mm -hmm. and what i learned from a spark that you did recently that i loved is the bittersweet feelings Mm. of endings you know sometimes we have to experience the bitter in order to savor the sweet Mm -hmm. um but I'm I'm proud of these things that we're making in the world. Me too. And and I'm so proud of our clients. I'm proud of our clients, and I think it's important to say that with these these different courses and the podcast, all of it is designed to meet people where they're at. So if you're mm-hmm. like I like I like hanging with you, ladies and you never need to get out your checkbook, you keep listening to this podcast. But uh-huh. if you're sort of like, I need that infusion of creativity, or I'm still wrestling with clarifying my vision, mm-hmm. or those vampires, and I need those tools, then blaze it up, blazer. Or if you're like, I am ready to take it to market or take it to the world yeah. and turn on the lighthouse like I am ready, I feel like we're meeting people just exactly where they are. And I just, I just feel, I feel proud of us. And I am so (laughs) thankful and honored to get to do this work with our clients who have entrusted us and invested with us. And I'm so. Thankful and honored to get to work with you, Laura Camion.
1: Oh, Susie B. Now see, you think I'm going to get through an episode without crying. And there you go. Not possible. Thank you. I feel the same. I feel the same. I feel very, very lucky. We get to work with extraordinary people who are showing up and doing the work. They are bravely facing those vampires. They are bravely, you know, stepping forward even when they feel fear or resistance. And then to get to build this build this giant castle with you is amazing. In addition to our client community,
0: and they are so very rad, then we have like these people around us Andrew Nielsen who
1: oh, edits this podcast on. and Thank you, serves Andrew. as a
0: Sparkfile team captain.
1: Don't cut this part out Andrew. Don't
0: Andrew I <laughs> swear to Christ <laughs> do not cut this part out Vanessa Rosas who rocks our social Vanessa, media Juliet yes. Gray who has helped us who with our merch, our merch store. store and is also going to help us with social media. Luchakowski, who writes beautiful words that we oh, get to say sometimes so
1: amazing and Thomas. Thice, and Thomas captain. T-Bone Spark Schulteis. Sparkle team
0: captain, can we please get that trending? Don't call him teaching artist Thomas Schulteis, which is his preferred branding. Just call him T-Bone. And let's all chip in for that tattoo. We're going to get him that tattoo, that T-Bone tattoo. It's going to be amazing. You're so thoughtful. Right
1: across his You're neck so in like a big Gothic font. Right? <laughs> Am I right? Did I leave um, anybody out? Well, I mean, everyone, every day, honestly. And to our partners who support us. Thank you, partners. All of our sponsors. All of our sponsors, (laughs) which I guess is us. But honestly, to our listeners, I would say to everybody who tunes in every week, I mean. Come on, you listeners. It's so joyful to know that someone is out there listening and, and that this might be helpful to someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel very, very privileged and
1: very thankful. Me,
0: too.
1: I also feel in the mood for a poem by Rumi. Should we close this out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: I just want to say that we have developed a tradition around the spark file. When we conclude something like a course where people have left it all on the dance floor or a season of a podcast, we do think it's important to reflect and to. Process a little bit and to even look forward. And we've taken to closing out when we're looking at an ending. We close it out with the words of the poet Rumi, whom we love.
1: Shall we? Let's do it. All right. I know you're tired, but come, this is the way. In your light, I learn how to love. In your beauty, how to make poems.
0: You dance inside my chest where no one sees you, but sometimes I do, and that sight becomes this art. You and I have spoken all these words, but for the way we have to go, words are no preparation. I have one small drop of knowing
1: in my soul. Let it dissolve in your ocean. A mountain keeps an echo deep inside. That is how I hold your voice.
0: Do not feel lonely. The entire
1: universe is inside you. Stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. Set your life on fire. Seek those who fan your flames. Oh. I love that last line. Uh, Seek those, those who, who fan, fan your flames. flames Laura Kamey, you fan my flames. You fan my flames. Right? Yeah, Am I right? <laughs> Guess what? Does this conclude season three of the Spark File podcast? It does. Mm. It does. You know what? I have a hope. I have a wish for everyone. I hope that everyone listening stands proud in the knowledge that you are strong, talented, capable creatives who have everything you need to make your vision a reality. If you're listening to this
0: and anything that we said sounds, I don't know, vaguely appealing and supportive to you, reach out to us, learn more about this Sparkfile community. It is the shit. Mm -hmm. No matter what your path is, We look forward to seeing you soon. I don't know how to say it when you're a podcaster. We look forward to you listening to us soon when we return for season four. Inside your ear, we look forward to crawling inside your cochlea. Up inside your ear. Ah, oh, that's it. This episode of the spark file was made on the lands of the Lenape people. And as always, we hope, hope, hope that it put another bunch of sparks in your file. Listen, if there is a spark you'd like us to explore, or you, if you'd like to learn more about how to coach with us to bring your creative ideas to life, you can email us at the spark at gmail.com. No pressure. Or you can submit a little inquiry through our website, thesparkfile.com.
1: We will even happily take your feedback. You know, we will but the price of admission First, you got to share a creative risk that you've taken recently. You can follow us on social at The Spark File and be sure to subscribe,
0: rate, and five-star review this podcast. It really helps other listeners find us. Also, if you liked this podcast, we hope you'll share it with people you love. And if you didn't like it, oh my God, it's the end of season three. If this isn't for you, (laughs) we grant you permission to ease on down the road, Dorothy. Come on. But we appreciate your stamina (laughs) and your your stamina. Hate listening to the Sparkfile podcast. Well done.
1: Friends, if something lights you up and gets your creative sparks flying, we are writing you a forever permission slip to make that thing that's been knocking at your door. It's your turn to take that spark and fan it into a flame.
0: You know, you got to take it and. and
1: Make Make it it. I'm still a (laughs) Kennedy Bye bye. (laughs) I'm still a Kennedy.
0: When I bump into something that inspires me, I dump it in the spark fire. Could be something that I wanna make or how I wanna be. I pump it in the spark fire. I jump into my spark let Let's open up the spark file. Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be part of the spark file coaching community? Here's how the spark file community describes it the
1: most honest, safe, life affirming, and life changing experience i've had in all my 55 years the best i'm incredibly grateful to laura and susan for teaching me the tools and structures that i need to get past the fear and to just do it anyway the
0: spark file is a portal to your creative powers and believing in
1: yourself this group is spiritually emotionally mentally supportive creative
0: amazing encouraging
1: life shifting and liberating. Uber talented, warm, thoughtful, lovely, wonderful people. I need a group like this to give me the kick in the ass
0: that I need to start making the things that I want to make
1: and do. This big, beautiful, creative trampoline that just like catches you gently and just launches you out with so much love.
0: If you want to learn more about The Spark File Creativity Coaching, including our six-month Blaze course, visit thesparkfile.com slash blaze and schedule a no-pressure, no-obligation call to find out what is possible and how we can support you. It's time to take it and make it.